People from nation upon nation, generation upon generation, gathered around the throne of God, lifting up shouts of praise and adoration. And here's the good news for you and me. We don't have to wait till we get up to heaven to join the party. When the praises go up, the glory of heaven comes down to us. Hallelujah. This morning, seven ways to praise. The first Hebrew word is yada. Somebody say yada. Yada means to lift up your hands. Psalm 134 verse 2 says, Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Some churches teach that you can't lift up your hands in church. And that's a real shame. They ought to read the Bible a little bit more because lifting our hands is one of the seven foundational expressions of worship and praise to God in the Bible. Why do we lift our hands? Oh, well, first of all, it's a sign of surrender. You chased me in the back alley and got me in a corner? Brother, I can't climb. My hands are going up. I surrender. <laughs> when we lift our hands in worship, that's a way of surrendering to God. Say, Lord, I surrender my will, my ways, my life. I surrender to you, and I put it in your hands. Psalm 28, to hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help, as I lift up my hands towards your most holy place. What does it mean to lift our hands? It's a sign of surrender and it's a sign of dependency. There are many, many times, we talked about this Wednesday night in small groups, there are many times when the pressures of life will be too much for you to bear. That thing God will give, never, to, never give you more than you can handle, that's a lie. God said it, and He'll never be allowed to. He'll never allow you to be tempted beyond what you can handle. But frequently, God will allow you to face pressures in life that are more more than you can bear on your own. Why? So we'll take those burdens to Him and rely on Him. When we lift our hands in worship, we're saying, "Daddy, I can't do this on my own. Lord, I can't handle it. I give you my burdens. Lord, pick me up." Hallelujah. Psalm 63, verse 3, Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. Come on, I dare somebody just to lift up their hands. Lord, we love you. Lord, we need you. We depend on you. Lord, I thank you that you carry us, God, when we don't have the strength to walk on our own. Lord, we thank you. We depend on you. Hallelujah. Number one is Yada. Number two is Toda. Somebody say Toda. Toda is the sacrifice of praise. Toda is praising God despite your situation. Toda means praising God at midnight. Toda is described in the Old Testament as bringing the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Toda, I want you to get a hold of this, Toda is a legal term. It's literally translated as raising your right hand. I want you to think about this. What do you do when you're in a court of law? You put your hand on the Bible, you raise your hand, and you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Toda is the kind of praise you need when the devil's been lying to you. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> the devil lies. He says, you're not going to make it. You put your hand up and you swear on the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Because thus saith the Lord, I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. A total praise says, in all these things, I am more than a conqueror. A total praise says, if God be for me, who can stand against me? Hallelujah. That's total. When the devil's lying to you and people are lying on you, you put up your hand and say, uh-uh, I'm praising God and the truth and nothing but the truth. Hallelujah. Listen, God is greater and stronger than all the power of the enemy, and we have victory in every situation. The Bible says that God always causes us to triumph. The Bible, the Word of God says that God works all things for our good. When you give God a total praise, you might be surrounded by defeat, but you're stepping into the arena of victory and you're praising God like the battle's already won. Hallelujah. When we bring God the sacrifice of praise, it opens the door for us to walk in victory. Hebrews 13, 15, Therefore by Him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to Him daily. So number one is Yada. Number two is Toda. Number three is Barak. Somebody say Barak. Barak means to bow down and to bless. We don't do a lot of bowing in, in American culture, do we? I, I, don't, I don't bow to you when you come into the room. I, I don't bow to my sensei. <laughs> we just don't do a lot of kneeling and bowing. But there's something incredible about bowing before the, the Lord in worship. Barak reminds us of the authority and the majesty and the dominion of God. Barak means to bow, to kneel down, to bless God in worship. Barak is the word David uses in Psalm 103. Barak the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, Barak his holy name. It's something so humbling and yet so powerful to bow down before the Lord and to acknowledge that He is God. I like to do this sometimes in just my personal prayer and worship, just bow down before God. And you know, sometimes uh, I've got to put on sweatpants, but I'm, I make it happen. Amen. Barak is acknowledging that He is greater than us. He is God and we are not. Amen. All right, number one, Yada. Number two, Toda. Number three, Barak. Number four is Tehillah. Somebody say Tehillah. Now hear me, Tehillah, not Tehillah. I'm sure some of y'all came with Tehillah, but that, that doesn't glorify God. We're talking about Tehillah with an H. Tehillah means to sing praises to God. Okay? Psalm 96.1, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless His name. Proclaim the good news of His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the nations and His wonders among all peoples. Whoa, Pastor, what if I can't sing? Well, there's a verse for you too, Psalm 98.4, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. <laughs> Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing His praise. 
Listen, God gave you a voice for you to worship and praise Him. Some of y'all, <laughs> the key to breakthrough in your life is for you to stop cursing men and start blessing God. Use your voice for what it was made for. That was sweet, baby. No charge. Tehillah. Tehillah is more than just singing. Tehillah is really all seven ways to praise just bottled up into one big expression of worship. This type of praise is often spontaneous. In the New Testament, Tehillah is described as singing in the Spirit. You get a Tehillah praise, you might start out singing, you might end up dancing. Hallelujah. We're on number four, and all four of these are found in a single verse of the Bible. Did you know that? Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Enter into his gates with Toda, into his courts with Tehillah. Be thankful, be Yada to him and Barak his name. <laughs> Seven ways to praise. Yada, Toda, Barak, Tehillah, number five is Zamar. Somebody say Zamar. Zamar means to praise God on the instruments. Psalm 33, 2. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to Him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to Him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. You know, it's amazing how God gave us music to express ourselves. And we use music in pretty much every aspect of life, don't we? Come on, I doubt there's anything that you can't find a song about somewhere. My brother, when he was a toddler, he used to sing happy birthday to his diaper. <laughs> Yesterday, Hudson was singing a song about how hungry he was. <laughs> we use music as an expression in every aspect of life. But God did not give us music just so Taylor Swift could write breakup songs. God gave us music to praise Him. Psalm 150 says this, Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Verse 3, Praise Him on the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and the harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals and clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Seven ways to praise. Number six is halal. Say, come on, somebody say halal. Halal means to celebrate and to dance. <laughs> Psalm 150, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Halal literally means a crazy praise. <laughs> tell your neighbor, don't get too crazy. And tell, and tell your neighbor back, don't tempt me. <laughs> halal is a crazy praise. It's an undignified praise where you don't care what anybody else thinks. This is how David praised when he danced before the Lord with all his might. The Bible says David was getting his halal on, okay? And his wife got offended. <laughs> he walks in the door and she says, mm -hmm. How dare the king of Israel behave like a commoner out there like that? <laughs> you know what David said? I'll be even more undignified than this. 
In other words, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. You don't lie to you. Watch me next time I get the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Come on, that's just like a praiser when people tell you to stop. That just fuels the fire. <laughs> All right, now. You don't like it? I don't care. You didn't save my soul from hell. You didn't deliver me from death. You didn't heal my body when I was sick. You didn't give me peace of mind when everything was falling apart. Hello, you didn't give me this joy, and you can take it away. I'll be more undignified than this. Oh, no, somebody, you ain't seen nothing yet. By the way, halal is where we get the word hallelujah from. Every time you shout hallelujah, you're declaring, I don't care what the devil says, I don't care what the world thinks, I'm going to give God praise. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah! Hallelujah. Seven ways to praise. Yada, Toda, Barak, Tehila, Zamar, Halal. And number seven is Shabbat. Is the best for last. Shabbat means a shout. <laughs> Isaiah 12, verse 6. Cry out and shout, O inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. Shabbat means it might get loud. <laughs> Shabbat is in our theme verse as a church, Psalm 145.4. One generation shall Shabbat your works to another and declare your mighty acts. For those of you who don't like loud praise, here's an inconvenient truth. If you don't Shabbat for Jesus, you're going to Shabbat for something. If you don't Shabbat for Jesus, you're going to Shabbat somewhere in the club at a football game, at a concert, at the Price is Right, or when you see an ice cream truck, but you're going to shout for something. We're made for praise. We might as well praise the one who's worthy of it all. Hallelujah. Psalm 47, 1 says, Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout with a voice of victory. Praise is the sound of the overcomer. Praise is the sound of victory, and we don't shout the victory when the battle's over. We shout the victory right in the heat of the battle. We praise God like it's already won. Hallelujah. Three times I see in the Scriptures where God's people lifted up a shout going into battle. First time is the Battle of Jericho. God promised them a land of their own. He led them to the promised land. He made a way for them to get there. He parted the waters for them to march across. But then when they arrived, there was a city standing in their way. The city of Jericho. Jericho was the largest, strongest, most influential city in the Jordan Valley. And they controlled all the trade going in and out of Canaan land. God made them the promise. He led them to the promise, and yet Jericho was still there. How many of y'all have learned sometimes you got to fight for your promise? Hello? Sometimes God will give you the promise, but you still got to face Jericho. Yes, God promised to bless my marriage, but every time I walk into the house, Jericho. Don't point at anybody. 
Maybe Jericho came with you today. I don't know. Yes, God promised to bless me on my job, but every time I talk to my boss, Jericho. Yes, sir, Mr. Jericho. No, sir, Mr. Jericho. I have that report done by Friday, Mr. Jericho. I know God promised to save my children, but every time I talk to them about the Lord, Jericho. I know the Lord is my healer, but every time I go to the doctor, every time I get out of the bed in the morning, there's Jericho. Come on, Jericho stands in direct opposition to everything that God has promised to do in your life. So little Israel was facing big old mean bad Jericho. And God gave them a battle plan. Joshua 6 verse 2, the Lord said to Joshua, see I have delivered Jericho into your hand. That's a total phrase right there. Thank God for it. Ain't nothing changed, ain't nothing happened yet, but you can thank God because you got a yes in your spirit. He says, See, I delivered Jericho into your hands along with his king and his fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark on the seventh day. March around the city seven times with the priests blowing trumpets. This is important that they marched around the city. Why? Because God told them, I'm going to give you everywhere you set your foot. In other words, when they marched around Jericho, they were claiming God's promise to them. Some of y'all need to go home and march around your husband, march around your wife, seven days and seven times on the seventh day. You need to go see your boss and say, Mr. Jericho, stand right there and you just march. <laughs> I'm going to march till you fall down, sucker. <laughs> you need to claim your promise. You need to possess it. God said it. You need to take him at his word. They marched around it. This is my city. <laughs> Verse 5, when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give what? A loud Out, then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up. Everyone straight in. Look what happened. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. Everyone's part straight in, and they took the city. Listen, as they shouted, God broke down every wall, and Jericho became theirs. The world shouts after the battle. We shout in the middle of the battle. <laughs> What's the difference between us and them? We have God fighting for us. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, no Jericho can stand against me. Psalm 24, 8. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Joshua and the people of God shouted, Going into the battle. We see this again with Gideon when they faced the Midianites in Judges 7. The Bible says when Gideon and his army of 300, can you even call that an army? I don't know. See, he had an army and God dwindled it down to where he had to lean on him completely. Some of y'all had a Gideon revival in your life, hadn't you? <laughs> you had all these resources, but God took you to the place where he allowed all these chains to be stripped away and got you to the point of total dependence on him. 
Here was Gideon with his army of 300 men. And the Bible says that when they shouted, God confused the enemy. When you lift up a Shabbat to God, it confuses the devil. Especially when he thinks he's got you surrounded. Hello? Deuteronomy 28, 7, I love this. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. And my favorite example of shouting for victory is in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Okay, this is my favorite one with King Jehoshaphat. The Bible says that the Ammonites, the Moabites, and the Edomites surrounded Judah. <laughs> That's a lot of ice. They were surrounded by three nations with great armies, and things were not looking good. So what did they do? The king called fasting and prayer. And while they were fasting and praying, the Spirit of God came upon a guy named Jehaziel, who was one of the sons of Asaph. He, he was on the praise team. And the Holy Spirit came upon him, and this is what God said to him in 2 Chronicles 20.15. He said, Listen, all you of Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Now that's a mighty word from God. But you know what happened next? They went into battle with no weapons. Did you do that? <laughs> they got ready for church, got the instruments, got the guitars, got the microphones, and started marching directly at the enemy. And the Bible says that as they started singing the praises of God and shouting the praises of God, that the Lord ambushed the enemy so that as they were walking, and worshiping and praising God destroyed the enemy right before their face. Church, will you stand this morning? I feel like it's time for a Shabbat praise this morning. I think it's time to get loud for a little bit. Whether you have an urgent need, whether you just want to give glory to God, or whether you're facing a battle right now, can we just lift our voices right now and just praise God for a moment? Come on, church, let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Oh, God, we thank you. You are great and mighty. You are the Lord, mighty in battle. We magnify you in this place. We thank you, Lord. There is nothing impossible for you. We praise you that nothing is too difficult for you. You are the one who makes a way where there seems to be no way. You are the God who provides every need according to your riches and glory. Oh, we praise you. We magnify you this morning. God, we thank you for victory. We thank you for triumph. Lord, when it looks like it's not going to work, we thank you, Lord, that you are the God of the midnight hour. You are the God of the suddenly moment that when we praise you and lift you up, Lord, you are fighting these battles. Oh, God, we magnify you. We praise you. We worship you, God. We lift our hands. We lift our hearts. We lift our voice because you are great and mighty and you're worthy to be praised. You're the one who was and is and is to come. You are from everlasting to everlasting. You are the eternal God and worthy of worship, worthy of glory, worthy of honor, worthy of praise. 
Oh, God, great is your faithfulness. Great is your power. Great is your might. Great is your strength. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift you up, Lord. We praise you, God. Time and time and time and time again, you've proven faithful. Thank you, Lord. You're worthy to be worshipped. You're worthy to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. As King Jehoshaphat went into battle, the people of God were singing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. There is no greater mercy and no greater love than the love of God. If you haven't experienced God's mercy for yourself, you need to know this. God demonstrated His love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God gave His best for you when you are at your worst. It does not matter. The Bible says the arm of the Lord is not short that He cannot save it. He's got to reach all the way down to the bottom of the barrel. God is able to reach you. And His mercy is everlasting. Jesus said in Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart today, patiently waiting for you to open that door and allow Him in. Let Him be your Savior, your friend, your healer, the one who restores your life. Don't wait another day. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There is nobody disqualified from whosoever. I am a whosoever, and you are a whosoever. And if you call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. I'm going to lead you in a prayer to help you start that journey of faith in Jesus. Come on, pray this with me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. Save me. Change me. Set me free. And with your help, I'll follow you the rest of my life. In your name I pray. Amen. Can we just celebrate another moment if you've been set free? Come on, the Bible says if you're in Christ, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. That old person you used to be, they don't exist anymore. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Come on, if you've been redeemed, come on, worship big this morning. God, we thank you. We thank you for who we are in you. Lord, everything we are is because of who you are. We thank you, Jesus.